0: Amen. If you'd like to today, you can turn to Philippians, and you may want to put a finger there in Philippians 1, and then we're also going to be in John chapter 15. We're going to kind of go between those two passages today. I've given you a little rhyming phrase. I don't do this very often, but I think this may help you remember this truth. He will provide if we abide so when you leave the place today what i want to remind you about is are you abiding in the vine are you abiding in the vine which is jesus if you will do that you will see the lord's provision and what i want to challenge you so much as we've been doing through our series so far is i want you to pray this prayer over the people in this room and the people that are part of this church but let's start where we've been for so long in philippians chapter 1 verses 9 through 11. We're going to start there. And the Bible says, And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and the praise of God. I want to give you a little thing to start off this morning I thought was pretty good. And again, it reminds us how young people are watching and listening. This is from Laura Smith. She said, our young daughter was learning the fruits of the Spirit, and so I asked her to recite them to me. Love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and remote control. Was her reply. Self-control versus remote control, right? Okay. Today, I want you to see that this is the truth. If we are abiding in Jesus, the fruit of the Spirit is being on remote control because it's Him working in and through us. So again, verse 11, NIV here this morning, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through who? Through Jesus Christ to the glory and the praise of God. We'll focus a little bit more on that later time. So again, I want to challenge you where we've already been. And so these are the things I want you to pray for, people. Um, Someone, I think it was two weeks ago, said, Preacher, I'm praying this passage for you. I mean, I couldn't have made my day any better, right? Here's what it is. Are you praying that the people in this room, and the people that should be in this room, that their love is abounding? We already have a loving people, but we want it to grow even more, right? If we're going to be doing the outreach we need to do, our love needs to abound, and we need to be praying that for one another. We need to be praying for knowledge and discernment in our love, right? So we can approve the excellent things. There's so many good things in our world. There's so many good things you could do. You could do jail ministry. You could do homeless. You could go to the nursing home. You could help with the refugee and the immigrant. There's so many things, but we can't do them all, can we, right? God has something for you, and that is the excellent thing. And we need to pray for one another that the Lord would let my brother, let my sister know what is the excellent thing that they need to be about. And then we saw that phrase that's very challenging, we need to pray that we would be pure and blameless, right? We need to be sincere and without offense, I believe the King James Bible said. I wanna pray that for you guys, that you will be able to resist temptation and that the Lord will purify your heart. And then we need, as we saw two weeks ago, we need to be looking to the coming of the Lord. Even in this passage, we see that phrase over and over the Lord is coming. Now, here's what I want to challenge you with. Again, if you look back in verse (coughs) 9, excuse me, if you look back in verse 9, I think some of these things build on each other. You kind of look at it, and you process it, and you can argue with the preacher later if you want to. But if our love is abounding, in other words, if we worship, if we love like we should, and then if we make the right choices, knowledge and discernment, If we choose the best things if we are pure and blameless if we're looking to the Lord's return then we will be fruitful you want to bear fruit yes I do I want to be used of the Lord there's nothing greater than to be used of the Lord but it starts with worship it starts with adoration it starts with love abounding and what we can do for one another is we can pray specifically, that we would grow in these areas. This is from Nathan Hatch, really good. He says, my Christian life needs to be evidenced by fruit. I don't do good deeds to prove I am a Christian. I love God, and therefore I do good deeds. Just because I've had a mountaintop or an emotional experience doesn't mean I will bear fruit. But if I have a real relationship with Christ, that is true Crop insurance. I like that phrase. Ecstasy is no guarantee of orthodoxy or that Christian fruit will result. How many of you like to be on an emotional high? Yeah. I almost think we could cage that together, Teresa. People that really like music and like emotional high may be in the same group. (laughs) I love it, right? if you guys ever catch the preacher at the wrong time when he's on the road listening to the music that he loves the most you literally would think he was crazy i think wendy's mom i was out mowing their grass when we were there earlier this fall and i think she thought i was hurt because i was singing at the top of my lungs on this ride lawnmower bouncing around just praising the lord i love to sing But just because I love to sing or be emotional, does that mean that I'm going to bear the fruit I need to bear? No, right? Orthodoxy is not a result of Christian ecstasy. Orthodoxy is a result of a relationship with Jesus and obeying his commands. Are you hearing the Lord today? The real fruit comes from a steady walk with the Lord, not from the mountaintop. Experience, All right? And I thought that was a good, challenging thing. So a few things this morning as we think about bearing fruit. I hope these things will be encouraging to you. The first thing we want to focus on, and probably the biggest part of the message this morning, is that bearing fruit means to abide in the vine. Bearing fruit means abiding in the vine. So if you want to, turn over to John 15, and we're going to look at the first eight verses there. And I want you, as you read this passage, to be thinking, am I abiding in the vine? Do I have a good relationship with my Lord? John 15, verse 1. The Bible says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener, Jesus speaking. Verse 2, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit He prunes that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. Look here. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Verse 5, I am the vine... You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me read that again. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6 If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers, and such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Did you hear that? Verse 8, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. I think that's pretty awesome when you look at Philippians one eleven and you look here in John 15 and you see the same truth you can't do anything of spiritual value apart from Jesus let that sink in today you cannot do anything of spiritual value apart from Jesus okay let's walk through a few things here this morning the, the overall picture of this paragraph is that we should have a good relationship with the Lord. And I want to ask you that today. Do you have a good relationship with the Lord? What are some factors that help you determine if you have a good relationship with anybody? Right? How do I know if, if Wendy and I have a good relationship? Yeah, are we talking, right? If I talk to Wendy once a month, would you say we have a good relationship? She might think that's really good. <laughs> I'm just teasing her song she always teases with me is that you say it best when you say nothing at all <laughs> but communication would definitely be a key in a relationship now transfer that over to your relationship with the Lord how often are you talking to the Lord do you talk to him on Wednesdays and Sundays or maybe just Sundays Do you talk to him only when you're in this place Do you just talk to him once a day? Even if you talk to your spouse once a day, some of you would be completely offended that your spouse only talked to you once a day, wouldn't they? How is your relationship with the Lord? How else do you determine your relationship, right? Is there any friction? Is there any conflict? Is there any unresolved things between you and your spouse or you and the person that you're a close friend with? If there's things that are unresolved, they need to be taken care of, don't they? Some of you today may be sitting there and you already know, like as soon as I say that, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I know where the Lord's going. I still have this area in my life and it needs to be dealt with. And I have been compartmentalizing it. I've been setting it aside. I've been trying to ignore it. And yet you know that your relationship with the Lord isn't going to be what it needs to be until you deal with what that is. Today, I'm telling you, I want my relationship to the Lord to be good. If you have any unconfessed sin in your life, lay it out before the lord again like any relationship it involves listening it involves talking it involves communicating it involves uh, being reconciled here's a, another way to put this idea of bearing fruits i think is important you cannot bear fruits of righteousness without being a christian hear me closely you can do good deeds you can help people you can do nice things for your family but the fruits of righteousness only come through Jesus Christ, and they cannot be accomplished in human efforts. Do you have unsaved friends in your life that are beautiful people? I got tons of them. They are kind. They are considerate. They give to the United Way. They help out friends in need. They cook and they share cookies. They're really lovely, kind people. But are they bearing the fruits of righteousness? The scripture speaks clearly. You cannot bear the fruit of righteousness apart from Jesus. What did he say in John 15? Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Nothing. Apart from me, you could do nothing. Now, I hope you'll be kind, and I hope you'll be nice to people, and I hope you'll serve others, but I want to bear the fruit of righteousness. And if I'm going to do that, the only way I can do that is to abide in Christ. He has to direct my path hear the Lord today and be encouraged, that also means it's not on you, is it? That's kind of a good thought when you think about it. If the Lord needs to accomplish something, does that mean that He's depending on your hard work and your ability and your brains? He will resource you. You've got to trust Him, but it's not on you. I like that truth as well. Again, these are the result of faith in and dependence upon the vine, which is Jesus. Abiding in the vine means obeying the Lord's command. If you disregard the scriptures, you do so at your own peril. Can I say that? How clearly can I say that? For me too. If you disregard the scriptures, you do so at your own peril. There are so many people I believe today that are having an emotional experience when they walk into a church and their experience is just about how it makes them feel And they don't live and abide in the vine because they really don't have much regard for the words of God. They love for God to do something wonderful, to to make them feel good. They love to see God do something beautiful, but they are not in his word. And again, if we are to disregard the word of the Lord, we do it at our own peril. And it means we are not abiding in the vine. As a matter of fact, what did Jesus say about those branches that were not bearing fruit? Did he say he would prune them and make them better? Did you catch that? He said he would cut them off. That's not my words. Jesus said the branches that aren't bearing fruit, he would cut them off. The branches that are bearing fruit, those he would prune, those he would make better, right? Again, if you want to bear the fruits of righteousness, you must abide in the vine. In some respects, we we all think we can talk a pretty good game, but our fruit is actually the evidence of our obedience. And if we fail to bear fruit, we'll be cut off the vine. When you obey the Lord, you will be pruned so that you can bear more fruit. So a simple question this morning, is your heart submissive to the Spirit's leading? That's where we want to go, right? What are you doing this evening? You already got it figured out? Got your plans? 6:30 I will be at such and such or 2:30 this afternoon I'm going to do this. Have you asked the Lord? Hmm. I mean, how many of us, we run a schedule that's already laid out, and we haven't even considered if the Lord wants us to run the schedule for that day, right? Hopefully, most of you are getting up and you're giving your day to the Lord before you go anywhere, and I'm not saying it's wrong to plan. I am saying it's wrong to not acknowledge the Lord in your plans, because He likely will change them, and we need to be sensitive to those changes. The main command of the Lord in this passage is that you would love one another and loving one another means preferring others needs to your own and again just like we saw on a couple of Wednesdays ago one of the hardest passages for me in Philippians 2 is to put others needs ahead of your own I just think that's wrong don't you Jesus said love God with all your heart all your soul all your mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself I can t- get on that board that one right that means I'm gonna love my neighbor and my neighbor should love me As like I love myself, I would love my neighbor. But in Philippians 2, what does it say? It said, put others' needs before your own. I'm like, I don't like that. That means I have to set aside what I want and do what some of you want as the Lord leads. And then Paul gives us the most incredible example, doesn't he? In Philippians 2, what is the example? That your attitude be that of Christ Jesus, who being very God took on the form of a servant. He humbled himself to death, the death of the cross, the criminal's death. But what's God going to do with Jesus? He's going to exalt him, right? So that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Amen? Again, I challenge you this morning when it comes to loving people, putting others' needs above our own, it's such a hard thing, but that's a Philippians 2 kind of love. Again, I'm going to keep hammering this today. How is your relationship with Jesus are you abiding in the vine. Next idea this morning, how you bear fruit may depend on what kind of tree you are. Hang with me here just a second. This is from DL Moody. This is so good. He says, "I know perfectly well that whenever I go and preach there are many better preachers known and heard than I am." All I can say about it is that the Lord uses me (laughs) that's what I want is that what you want is your highest ambition beyond anything that the Lord would use you I don't mean to pick on Robert too much but Robert I was really thinking about that you when I thought about that phrase because I know Robert sometimes gets frustrated about what all he can do he's had a lot of health issues but can God use Robert is God using Robert in a mighty way, an incredible way. I think sometimes we really limit God. We can only see that God could only use us this way. And God says, I wanna use you, just humble yourself, right? Really, to me, that is what really matters, that the Lord would use us. Hear me out, especially you young people today, it doesn't matter your Instagram following, it doesn't matter your book sales, it doesn't matter the number of likes, It doesn't matter your skill rating what matters is that god uses you and he can use anyone if god can use a donkey he can use me (laughs) amen yes he can and that's what i want i want the lord to use me but how's that going to happen unless i just surrender and submit myself to him i'm going to brag on brother terry brother terry hines and i've been communicating fairly regularly and he asked me you know. Uh, what do you want me to pray for, Travis? So I shared a few things. Pray for this, pray for this. And so then that night, I asked him back, well, Brother Terry, what do you want me to pray for about you? He said, just pray that I'll be filled with the Lord's love. And at first I was like, kind of, oh, that's a cop-out answer. That sounds like a preacher answer, doesn't it? And then the more I started processing, and the more I started thinking, I'm like, that's what Brother Terry really wants. He wants us to be completely full of the Lord's love and that where he goes, God's love goes with him. And he says, pray that for me. I want to be used. Isn't that good? Yeah. Sometimes I think we we go too far into the weeds when what we need to do is just simply follow the Lord. So bearing fruit, again, a passage you probably memorized by heart, many of you. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy. It is peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and remote control. Right? (laughs) Right? self-control against such there is no law look here verse 24 those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the spirit let us keep in step with the spirit that's it that's what we're talking about this morning If we are in the Spirit of Christ, hear me out, if we are in the Spirit, if you are abiding in the vine, if you're following and keeping in step with the Holy Spirit, you will love, you will rejoice, you will share peace, you will be patient, you will be gentle, you will display goodness, you will display faith and meekness, and even self-control. Now these things are going to look different for each individual, and and we have to be careful. I've been around different people, and maybe you have too, When you say, well, aren't you judging that person? They'll be like, well, I'm just doing a fruit inspection. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, be careful about your fruit inspections, right? Who's the judge? The Lord is. And we should see evidence of our fruit. But I think it's important that we realize that God has different purposes and plans for each of us. Now, I want to share this. And if this is another good quote, I want you to think this morning. It's really touched my heart here today. How much you do for God is of very little importance when compared with who you are for God. So this is a good old phrase, again, the Marthas and the Marys, right? Who's the Marthas in the room today? This is the Martha right here, right? I get a little frustrated with those people who are, you know, they're, they're worshiping, they're uh, in a moment of, you know, really being close to the Lord. I'm like, we got stuff to do. What do you mean you can't be here a Wednesday night? I got stuff to do. You need to be here. What do you mean you can't be here on Sunday? We got stuff to do for God. Get here. What do you mean you can't help at the car show? You can't help at VB? What do you mean you can't? We're going to do this planning retreat. That's why all this stuff's in my head. We got stuff to do. Let's do things. The reminder here is so clear. Lord wants us to sit at his feet sometimes, doesn't he, right? And it's, if we will be who we need to be, will we do what we need to do? A thousand percent, right? Let's focus on being who we need to be, then the doing will come. Simple questions again. Are you making yourself available? Are you hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Do you want the Lord to make you into everything you can be for him? Are you letting God direct your paths, or are you running down whatever path you can find? Because surely running is better than standing still. Let me read you a simple phrase from exodus it's from moses exodus fourteen thirteen. 13 is so good moses answered the people do not be afraid stand firm and you will see the deliverance the lord will bring you today the egyptians you see today you will never see again the lord will fight for you you need only to be still, still. what You've been following this crazy Moses guy. You've seen those plagues and you saw the death of the firstborns. You're like, Yeah, we're gonna go with this guy. I don't know. God's really with him for some reason. You get out, and you get to the Red Sea, and you're like, Oh, we just got taken out here so we could get destroyed, right? You look back, and again, you're the slaves. You don't have any army, you don't have anything to fight with. And here comes the mightiest army on the earth chasing after you. I'm thinking we got to do something, right? We got to do something. Get whatever ready. We got to get ready to fight. We got to do. We got to do. What's Moses say? He says, stand firm. The Lord is going to fight this battle. What you need to do is to be still. Anybody else here today have a hard time being still? You guys, when I was a little kid, I couldn't even do my homework in quiet. I had to have the TV on to do my homework. My dad thought I was crazy. He's like, how do you watch TV and get straight A's? I I don't know, but I got to have noise. I think it comes from my mom. We just, we need to settle down. (laughs) Even at home, you're coming to my house. Most of the time, there'll be something will be on. Be some sort of radio, some sort of video, some sort. I just got to have things got to keep going. They got to keep going. And the Lord says, what I need from you is to be still. Today, I hope that maybe the Lord is speaking to some of you today. Maybe you're trying so hard to work to do things. And what God's trying to tell you this morning is you need to stop doing and start resting and trusting and standing still. All right, you guys know the rest of these things. Bearing fruit is not an overnight process. It takes time for fruit to grow. Be patient with growing Christians. Be patient with yourself as you grow in the Lord, but keep making progress. Even be mindful of this. We saw this in the vine. We see it here. Chastisement or discipline produces fruit. Hebrews 12, 11, Now, no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields, look at this, the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Those are some fancy King James words, but they are the reminder to us that the Lord's discipline produces good fruit, the fruit of righteousness. All right. Our last illustration this morning, Susan uh, Macinic. She writes, victorious living and effective soul-winning service are not the product of our better selves and our hard endeavors, but they are simply the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Looky here. We are not called upon to produce the fruit but simply to bear it. You don't need to produce the fruit. You need to bear it. You do that by abiding. Love and joy and all that other good stuff that are the fruit of the Spirit, they're not the fruit of our efforts. We can't produce them on our own, period. The fruit comes only as we submit our lives and let the Spirit control us. So here's what I'm gonna challenge you with as we close and wrap this up today is that we need to pray this for our church family. Some of us, by our upbringings, we have been guilted into making a Christian to-do list. And what God is reminding us today is it needs to be about abiding in Jesus. That's where we need to be. We need to pray for one another that God would fill us with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus. And so we're gonna end where we started this morning. And I hope you'll believe me when I say this to you. The Lord will provide if we abide. If you will abide in the Lord, he will produce the fruit in your life that you desire and that he desires. And so we again ask the same question today. How is your relationship with Jesus? This morning as we took communion, you had an opportunity to see if there was any unconfessed sin. Maybe sitting there today, there's like, you know there's a relationship. There's somebody you need to talk to. Maybe today the Lord has just been convicting you that you have not been pursuing him. You've just been chasing after yourself. And the Lord is calling out today, humble yourself, confess your sins. He is faithful. He is just. And he will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then let's pray for one another today that we would be the fruit bearers that God has called us to be. Let's stand this morning. And ask Ida if she would to come today. We won't be singing a song of invitation today, but... Um, we'll have a little a quiet time again as well. So again, we've been hammering you with this question this morning. How is your relationship with Jesus? Are your hands open and are you surrendered and submitted and you're ready to do, if the Lord calls you, you're ready to go where he calls you to go? Or is there some things in the way Is there an area of your life this morning that you've been compartmentalizing you've got it segmented off you're like god you can have all this but you can't have this because that's for me and if god is speaking to your heart today about that we encourage you to come and feel free to come to the altar and pray again bring a friend if you like or tap somebody on the shoulder on the way down somebody be glad to pray with you and then today i just i want to challenge me and challenge you this morning to pray for the other people in this place to pray that God would bear fruit in them through Jesus. Uh, We would love to see what God would do with a whole group of people who have abided in the vine. So let's just take a little time this morning in quiet prayer, and then after that we will go to the next thing.